Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving home from work. It is Wednesday, August, April, April 3rd, 2019. We are six days away from the release of Rise of Shadows. We are six days away from a set rotation. We are six days away from never having to see Baku again in standard anymore, ever, and I could not be more excited. Um, I, so as you know, and, and I guess we'll start, we'll start with kind of the general announcement type stuff. Um, cause we're going to get into the meat of the episode pretty quickly. Um, as you know, we're not, if you're expecting a card review, if this is your first time with me, first of all, welcome. Um, second of all, know that I do not do the card reviews on this particular podcast. Um, however, if you are of in- interested in hearing what I think about all 135 cards, fear not. Uh, I do. I am the the um, regular recurring guest for uh, over at the Happy Hearthstone, and we do all of the card reviews there over two three hour episodes, usually three plus hour episodes, where we talk about all the cards in more detail than you probably require. Um, so I am not going to overstay my welcome and talk about those cards here in the same kind of detail because, uh, that would probably take a whole commute and I'd probably get sick of it. And then there's no point in you listening to that. So what are we going to do today? You may ask, well, we just got the reveal stream today. And so I am going to talk about some cards that we are not going to talk about in detail because they are not in the new set. They are cards that may be new to us because they haven't really seen widespread play with the year of the mammoth cards. So we're going to talk about some cards that maybe some sleepers, maybe some cards that you may have forgotten existed. Um, some cards that maybe building blocks to go along with all the new toys that we're getting in a week. Um, before that, uh, you know, I didn't make legend this month. I, I wasn't really trying too hard to be honest. I had, I was at PAX East this weekend. And so I knew that, you know, not having gotten there prior to this weekend was not likely to happen. Um, I was, I was too tired when I wasn't there. I was there Friday and Sunday. Um, and, and I knew that it still wasn't going to happen, but I was able to take my girls there for the first time and, 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 well, two of them for the first time. One of them got to go with me when I was speaking one year. Um, and they really, really enjoyed it. Um, they came home with an Undertale plush and a Bomberman shirt and a Minecraft necklace. And I got a, um, an N64 shaped dock for my switch to go in the office that I stream from. And I also got a pop-up green screen for my chair. It's like a it's called web around and it's basically a, um, it's like a pop-up green screen that straps on to your, to a gaming chair. And so I was streaming with that Sunday night and I was able to use a green screen for the first time. I really like it. I, I have to kind of tweak some settings to make sure that it's all going to work right, but really happy with the way that that's turning out. So, um, you know, if, when you, when you are watching me stream in the future, it should be a little bit nicer. Um, did get to like rank two, four stars was my four or five stars. I think five stars. Cause it took me one game to get to legend or to legend. Pfft. Took me one time to get to one game to get to rank five. Um, once the, once the month rolled over, which was fine, right? Like as long as I'm at five, I'm okay. Um, I was using uh race even lock towards the end of the season, uh, along with some cloning gallery priest. I wasn't really just getting anywhere. I didn't really have the heart in me to, to really grind. Cause I know I'm going to be playing a lot of Hearthstone in a week. So I really didn't want to overdo it and, and just kind of burn myself out. 
Um, what I'm doing now, since I'm at the floor, and that's really all I care about, I'm trying to climb a little bit in wild. I found uh, Team Rank Star has a uh, wild meta report that they just put out that said that Mind Blast Priest in wild is a cromulent deck, so I'm trying that. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, you know, I mean, Control Priest is my jam, so I've been enjoying that, and I miss Draken at Operative, so that's that's fun. And I've been trying to kind of... I let myself decay down to 12, so I'm trying to climb back up so I can try some wild stuff at some point, too. Uh, you know, I like to be in the five in the rank 5 range, but it takes a lot of work to get there. Um, also, if you are in the Boston or New England area um, and you are looking for a pre-release to go to, I am planning on being at the one in Burlington. There, Some of the Microsoft stores are doing pre-releases, and I'm planning to go to the one in Burlington. Rumor has it that Ray C is also going to be there. I, I We were talking about it. I, I got to meet him. Um, on Friday at PAX East, and uh, we were talking about that, and I don't know if he's announced anything yet, but we we're kind of, that sounds like it's the closest one to him too, so if you're, but I, I am planning to be there on Sunday, it's like from one to three, I think, at the Microsoft store in the Burlington Mall, so if that is something that you are interested, come on down, we're hoping to get a decent number of people, because um, there's not really much of a, much of a Hearthstone scene in, in New England, it's weird, but maybe this will turn into something, and you can get Nemzi if you don't already have Nemzi, so, and I don't already have Nemzi, so I'm excited for that. Um, other than that, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about some cards. Uh, we're, you know, this, this meta is, uh, kind of a lame duck meta, and I'm pretty excited after some of the stuff I saw at the reveal stream today, so let, let's just talk about that. Okay, so what I want to do is, I want to go class by class, and pick, like, one, or sometimes two cards that have been released over the past year that are still going to be with us in standard that uh, may not you may have forgotten existed you may not have played a lot with and that may be of interest as we're building decks going forward so let's start with mage and the card that i want to look at from mage is vex crow which is from the witchwood four mana three three beasts whenever you cast a spell summon a random two cost minion so Mage is getting a lot of tools in the new set that revolve around spamming spells. You're getting um, you're getting the, the spell that gives you another spell that, that lets you discover a spell that costs three or less. Um, I'm bringing up card names, but, you know, I'm driving, so I may not remember all of the names because they're kind of a blur right now. But you're getting that. You're getting a, a number of... You're getting the twin spell that that freezes a minion, that costs one. Um, you have a lot of other... You still have access to things like Arcane um, arcane Missiles and Mirror Image and all those things. And there's also that card that got revealed today that's basically like a Flame Waker for minions. That's... I think it costs two or three. And every time you you cast a spell, it does one damage. It, it's two. It's Magic Dark Frog. Um, after you cast a spell, deal one damage to a random enemy minion. So... This could be a really a really interesting archetype that's just kind of like a Miracle Mage. I mean, maybe you run Gadget Sand Auctioneer in there. Um, you have other things that trigger off of casting spells. You have a number of things that give you spell damage. If Shooting Star is another card that's, that's still around that could be useful. Uh, you could always use something like Stargazer Luna to draw. Like, there's a lot of things that can go off of just spamming a lot of spells, especially if you can get a lot more of them back with something like a Mana Cyclone. So, the, the question is, and the question has always kind of been, as we're seeing all of those cards revealed, well, what's the payoff, right? Because, like, 
it's fine to put a lot of cheap spells in your deck and then make more cheap spells and then do stuff, but eventually you have to have some sort of, like, a payoff. And, and maybe that's Archmage Antonitis, but that's, that's like, one card out of 30. But if you can kind of generate a board with something like a Vex Crow, and uh, there's also the card that makes three-cost beasts when you play spells, and also get more spells from something like a Mana Cyclone, and be removing uh, your opponent's minions with uh, with the Dart Frog. And by the way, your goal, the beast, the Dart Frog is a beast, and uh, the Vex Crow does not count because that costs four. But the, uh, the the Dart Frog is a beast that you can get out of the uh, the minion that summons a beast that costs three or less whenever you cast a spell. So there's a deck there, and I think that Vex Crow is going to be Vex Crow was never good enough. Because you were always facing down something like an odd paladin or an odd rogue, right? And you're and so you're putting down this four mana three three, and then maybe like coining out an arcane missiles. Meanwhile, you're getting hit in the face with a level up at the time, or you're getting hit with like a hench clan thug. And I mean, hench clan thug will still be there, but you know, it's one of those cards that was. I think a lot of the cards that we've kind of waved off as not good enough are not good enough when compared to the Year of the Mammoth, but they may be okay in this new meta, especially if they're getting other support for those archetypes. So I think Vex Crow is definitely something, along with, like, a Stargazer Luna, that can... And maybe even, like, the 2-1, that elemental that, that gives you a random mage spell when it dies, like, those types of things, that in with a payoff and with more support could be kind of a new archetype for mage because mage needs an identity badly especially with all of the uh the big spell mage cards rotating let's move on to paladin and paladin is pretty obvious cathedral gargoyle is like number one with a bullet the card that it hasn't seen play that's going to two mana two two battle cry if you're holding a dragon gain taunt and divine shield so shielded minibot was a pretty good card uh, Righteous Protector is a pretty good card. Neither of those are in standard. This is, and it, this is going to give you the time that you need to start putting together the turns, that, the value turns with a Dragon Paladin. Like, dragons in Paladin are getting a lot of support going up from the 10-mana the dragon that heals both players. You get the, the Dragon Speaker who buffs all the dragons. I'm not sure if that's going to see play or not, but the... The bronze, I think it's bronze dragon, or I forget what. The, again, I'm driving. I don't know all the names of the cards off the top of my head yet. But the three mana, three two that gives you four, uh, two four four dragons in your hand, is really good. Um, like, you know, a dragon speaker was was good on the reveal stream. You know, you play it and then you hit a fairy dragon and you get a six five untargetable. That's pretty good. That's that's kind of a best case scenario, but. Cathedral Gargoyle is going to be the early drop that makes this deck work. And there's enough support now for dragons in a lot. And, and that's not even considering things like Fire Tree Witch Doctor, like Scaleworm, that, um, that we've been thinking about just in terms of cards that are for Dragon Priest or Control Priest, but they work in any class. So you can just as easily run those, run those, uh, those cards and get those value for the early game as well. And that gets really powerful if you're playing it as like a tempo deck, a slower tempo deck. And maybe this merges with Heal It In. I, I don't know how... I haven't gotten to theory crafting yet. I was l looking at Hearthstone deck, uh, Hearthstone top decks today, but their site was, was slammed from all the load, as one would imagine. 
but I'll be doing some theory crafting and I'll share some actual lists with you all next week um, that are probably not good, but at least get you a thinking in the right direction. But Cathedral Gargoyle is going to be a card that is that that really is not seen play outside of like some weird even paladin variants that I think now is going to have enough support, especially with the power level coming down, that it's two mana two two taunt divine shield can be really, really strong and give that give that deck kind of the boost that it needs to get off the ground and, and get to those later power turns. Moving on to Rogue, this, this is kind of going a little bit off the reservation, and I'm not sure if this is correct or not, but my feeling is that, you know, the, the direction that this class is going in, as far as a tempo deck is concerned, is going to be more of a Burgle Rogue. And so, I think that the card that you want to look at that might see play is Spectral Cutlass. Now, I thought this was a Cobalt card for some reason. This was released in the Witchwood. And, you know, if you haven't played against Academic Espionage in a while, um, it's a 4-mana 2-2 weapon, lifesteal, whenever you play a card from another class, game game plus 1 durability. So, this gets out of control pretty quick because you can buff it, you can run... Things like, uh, you know, like Deadly Poison, like Toxmonger. Uh, you can get it up pretty big, and then you get to the point where if they're not running an ooze, then they just get hit for a lot every turn, and you can generally keep it around every turn. The reason I think this is going to see play now is, A, that we're getting all those Burgle cards. You're getting the 4-drop Pirate who gives you a card from another class. You're getting Vendetta, which does 4 damage to a minion, costs 0 if you have a card from another class in your hand. There's the fence minion that's the 3-2, the and, uh, you know, that, that also reacts to having a card from another class in your hand. So you're, you're being incentivized very heavily to play um, to play cards from other classes. You do still have Tess Grameen as as a payoff for that. And Raiding Party is still one of the most powerful cards that Rogue has access to that's not named Myra's Unstable Element. So there is a world, especially because the the four drop is a pirate, you could very easily run a deck that's using raiding party, you combo that out, you draw a spectral cutlass and two pirates, one of which is the one that gets you their burgle cards, and you're already off to the races. Like people were talking about raiding party, you were just gonna run like Necrium Blade because it's a it's a weapon. And you want to just get the full value off of the rating party. You want to be drawing the three cards from it. Um, I I think this might be better given the number of synergies that you have with cards that you're playing from other classes. Um, one thing that I'm going to throw in is an honorable honorable mention here. After playing a list that uh, Mad at Arms gave me yesterday, that is is kind of taking a bit of a downturn, but was a heck of a lot of fun and productive for getting myself off the rank five floor. Is Spirit of the Shark. Spirit of the Shark is an incredibly strong card. And again, it's not seeing play because the deck that it needs to be in is not in a great place right now. But when the power level comes down, you're still going to have things like um, you're going to have that that Burgle Pirate. You're going to have... Um, I'm trying to think of what else there is. I mean, SI7 Agent and, and Edwin are obvious... Um, and Fungal Mancer is going to be going away, but there's going to be other... Like, you could even run Abusive Sergeant, potentially. 
Uh, you can there, there's a number of things that you can run. Being able to double your battle cries and your combos from minions is incredibly strong, incredibly strong. Um, and and you know, Curse Castaway will help you get those. I, I think that Spirit of the Shark is going to be a card that you want to keep an eye out for. I, it's I was surprised at how much work it does, even outside of that one tavern brawl. And I think that it's going to be too much power in a meta like this to ignore once all those other stronger cards rotate out. Okay, so that brings us to Warlock. And Warlock has a card that I think, I I thought was going to be much stronger than it was. And now that we have kind of the support for it, and again, a lower power level, I think it could be a card that you want to revisit, and that's Ratcatcher. So Ratcatcher was introduced in in the Witchwood. It's a 3-mana 2-2 rush, battle cry, destroy a friendly minion, and gain its attack and health. So we have a number of cards from Grim Rally to the the two the to uh the 2-2 that buffs all of your board. Um you have a Jumbo Imp that gets more powerful based on the imps that you um that die or it gets cheaper rather based on imps that die. Um there's uh, you have Spirit of the Bat you which goes along with Hyreek. You have a number of synergies in Warlock right now that are driving Warlock Zoo to a disposable creatures and sacrificing creatures type of paradigm. And Ratcatcher fits beautifully into that. Because what Rat, Rat, the other thing that's going to give, that's going to make room for Ratcatcher is Doomguard going away. Because typically the role that Ratcatcher would play is the one that Doomguard has now, which is the, the minion that you can use to hit the board immediately and then trade off a problematic minion. Now, Doomguard has the added ability of being able to go face, and it also doesn't involve you sacrificing something on the board, but again, Doomguard's going away. So you do still have Ratcatcher as an option for that, and being able to get back initiative as a zoo deck will be something that that zoo's going to be looking at to need because the only other option you really have is something like a Leroy or maybe like an Argent Commander, which is very slow. This comes out at three mana as opposed to six for something like an Argent Commander. Um, there, there may be a couple of other like cheap rush minions, but I think this is probably still better than all of them. And if you can trigger something with a death rattle that you want to, you want to blow up, like all the better. So I think Ratcatcher is going to be very strong in this meta in zoo decks. I think another honorable mention that's that seeing play now, which is why I'm not calling it out as the card that's not seeing play, but we've seen Omega Agent be proven to be incredibly strong in the mid-range warlocks that have popped up over the last month. Uh, it's a 5 mana 4-5 if you have 10 mana crystal summon 2 copies. So you also do have hand buffs in warlock. You have, thing again, like Spirit of the Bat is one for sure, and you could run things like uh, like Arena Fan and some other, some other things that will buff your hand. But even without, right, like three, four, fives on 10 is way more powerful than I think we gave it credit for. And it will, again, in a lower power meta will be even more powerful than it is right now. And being able to pair that with shadow flame on, on, on nine mana is ridiculous. Like shadow flame on that is just backbreaking. Cause you then have two, four, fives left over just, even if you have an empty board. 
So I think that Omega H is something you're going to want to be keeping keeping an eye on for anything that's not like an outright aggressive zoo deck. Anything that's like a mid-range to control deck, I think that Omega H is going to be a really critical tool for Warlock decks going forward. So I originally had some notes about Lickham and Thunderhead for Shaman coming into recording this, and then the reveal stream happened today, and I changed the entire approach of this segment because like Lickham and Thunderhead are good, and then we'll see play. Um, 100%. But with all of the Murloc strategies and Murloc synergies that we saw introduced for Shaman, um, include from like the 4-4 that makes your minions, your, your Murlocs cost one, to the, the poisonous, uh, the one that gives the Murloc poisonous, like there are so many strong Murloc synergies that are making Murloc Shaman look like a really strong deck that I think it's worth bringing up Ghostlight Angler. So Ghostlight Angler is a 2-mana two 2-2 two -two Murloc that was introduced in the world in the in the Witchwood with Echo. So if you drop the legendary that makes all of your Murlocs cost one, guess what? Normally, the discount doesn't apply to the Echo copy. Here, it's still a Murloc. It will still be one, and you can spam a lot of Murlocs down on the board, which means that you're, you know, you're you're getting the benefits of a huge board or a huge reload um, after your first board gets cleared. And you get all of the benefits of having additional Murlocs on the board from all those new Murloc synergies that are being introduced. I think Ghostlight Angler is kind of disgusting with all the stuff that got just got printed from Murloc Shaman. Um, it, it's also really good with Hagatha, by the way, because being able to, in one card, generate yourself five spells. I don't know if Murloc Shaman runs Hagatha, but there's going to be some sort of a deck that does. And, you know, having a, a, having a minion that can generate you four to five spells from nowhere once you have Hagatha down is really strong as well. Like, it was being run even Shaman for, like, a minute until it was clear that there were stronger strategies out there. Um, but I think Ghostlight Angler is a card that a lot of people are sleeping on that really may come into its own once we get all these Murloc sh uh, synergies that, that Shaman's getting access to. So Hunter's up next, and Hunter, the card that I'm looking at for this is uh, Blood Scalp Strategist, which is a card that was introduced in Rastakhan's Rumble, which is a 3-mana 2-4 battle cry if you have a weapon equipped to discover a spell. So if you're looking at Verisa Windrunner, and you should be, which is which equips a weapon that after you swing with it gives you plus 2 spell damage, I think there's some sort of a... Of a a deck that's going to basically be built around that, that's going to go heavy in on spells, and then, you know, swing the weapon and then throw all those spells at face for lethal. For, you know, you work it down with weapons, you work it down with some utility minions, you get Verisa online, and then throw everything at face. And there's going to be some things like the the, the spell that discovers, and the spell that does four damage that discovers another spell, and um, you have some other things that are, that are gen you have the one drop, uh, that is going to have a death rattle, uh, get a random hunter spell. So the reason that I think that this is relevant is first of all, you're going to need weapons in this deck. You're probably going to have fewer minions than normal. Um, just because you're going to be going in on, on a lot of the spells and also having spells that generate spells, especially as a discover is really powerful because now you have two, um, at least one, if not two more spells that go face. Um, you have Arcane Shot, you have Kill Command, you have Baited Arrow, and now you have the, the Twin Spell that just got released. That's a one mana, one damage. That's Twin Spell. That can go phase. So I haven't done the math. I haven't updated the math since I did this over the weekend, but I think it's somewhere between a 35 and a 40% chance of discovering a burn spell off of 
um, Blood Scout strategist. And that being the case, like you can add up to a lethal pretty quickly with with a couple of swings of uh, of the weapon. So I think that's going to be something that you're going to want to be looking at in one of those slower, um, you know, combo burn decks. Uh, Fireworks tech is an honorable mention. Obviously, we got another couple of death rattle mechs, including uh, Ursa Ursatron, I think that is a three mana three three that um, that draws you another death rattle, I believe. Uh, so having mechs that have death rattles is a thing for Hunter, and being able to trigger those is something that is pretty obvious, but still kind of worth mentioning. And now we get to Priest, and I I think that people are for I'm. I, I mean, I'm biased, right? Like, if you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know I'm a priest main, you know I love priests, you know that I'm going to look at priests through rose-colored glasses. Priest is clearly losing a lot. Um, what it is gaining is it's gaining resurrect, and it's ga- it's getting back resurrect, and it's getting more death rattle stuff. And as a result, I think that a card that we need to be looking at is Reckless Experimenter, which is a five mana, uh, four or six that says death rattle minions you play cost three less but die at the end of the turn so you have a number of things you know dead ringers and loot hoarder are there for draw you have the new uh the new five drop that is basically like an obsidian statue without the lifesteal you you still have things like coffin crasher that haven't seen play um you and you have Resurrects to bring all those back in the form of Mass Resurrection and uh, Katrina Muerte. So being able to trigger all of those Death Rattles, especially with the the one that copies, I think it copies a Death Rattle minion or it copies a, I don't remember exactly what it, it or copies a friendly minion, like, you, which you can bring out for free. Like a lot of those cheaper Death Rattles just come out for free and then can copy another Death Rattle on the board and then execute that, that uh, effect as well. So I think there's something here with Reckless Experimenter. I mean, at a minimum for seven mana, you can just blow up an, an, a random enemy minion with the with the new five drop. And you know, you still have some of the other. You still have things like Mechanical Wealth, and you have uh, Hecklebots or Battlecry, not a Death Rattle. Um, but you have you you could even go up to Hakar if you wanted to, as as something like that. So you've got. A number of ways that you can build a death rattle priest. I think death rattle is probably the way you have to build priest right now. But reckless experimenter is going to be a really big part of that. And, and having played with it in, um, in some some decks that are basically like quest priest. Again, you're losing the quest, but reckless experimenter overperformed in those decks. So I think that's a card that may have been shrugged off that I thought originally was very very powerful, and I still do. And I think that it's something you don't want to sleep on. So that leaves us with two more classes, and I'm getting close to home, so we're going to do this quick, because there's not really a whole lot to say about them. For Warrior, I, I think Warpath, Warpath is a no-brainer. It's a really good card. It's been a good card. Uh, War, Warrior is losing board clears and is not gaining any. So I think that Warpath is going to fill the spot that Reckless Flurry was was filling, and is going to be a critical tool in anything that's a control warrior, especially because you don't have Baku anymore, so you can play cards that cost even mana costs. Um, it, it's it's pretty obvious though. I there are some people thinking that Big Warrior is going to be a thing with uh, you know the Boom Reaver and whatever. I'm not convinced, um, but it's a possibility. But you know even then, and then you have some you know you have some other big minions that you can throw, and you might throw a car into something like that. But um, I think that Warpath, regardless of what you're playing, even in like a Tempo Warrior, I think is going to have a place just because it can clear off some of those boards with small minions. And also, even in the Tempo Warrior, a lot of your 
a lot of your synergies revolve around damaging your own minion, minions like a, like a Frothing Berserker or an Acolyte of Pain. So Warpath will be very valuable there. As for Druid, I have no idea. I guess Token Druid's going to be a thing. Um, the 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 spell that they released, that's the twin spell that does that gives your board plus one plus one, and gives you two copies of it. That's obviously a Token Druid direction. I think that's probably the only like legit direction to, that that Druid has to work in because they've gotten so many weird mechanics over the past couple of sets like in Witchwood they got a lot of tree a lot of hand synergies with like Whispering Woods and Witchwood Apple and then they got like Treant synergies with Dendrologist and Mulch Muncher in Boomsday and then they got all this weird like based on your hero's attack um, cards in Rastakhan's Rubble and none of that really comes together to like a coherent base to work off of but, you know, Treants at least work in a Token Druid. And then you do get... You do have the Twin Spell that I don't think you would probably play in Constructed. Um, the 8-mana the one that gives you all the Treants. But you do still have Soul of the Forest. You still have Savage Roar. You still have um, Power of the Wild. You get this new Twin Spell that, that acts as another market, uh, another uh, board buff. So it seems like Token Druid's probably going to be a thing. How successful it'll be. Without something like Spreading Plague and without all the armor gain to survive is, is kind of hard to say, but if that's the case, then, you know, maybe tree speaker is a card that you want to look at that, that can take all those treants and convert them into five fives. Maybe that's the way we go. Um, maybe whispering woods comes back, maybe which would apple actually sees play. Um, maybe mulch muncher is something if there's enough treants on board and that die, I I'm not really sure. Um, cause they, because it seems like they haven't really known what Druid's supposed to be doing. But it's probably going to be one of those. It's probably going to be some sort of a token direction that Druid's going to be going in. All right, so I am literally pulling into my driveway. <laughs> so I'm going to make this quick. But, you know, again, thank you to everyone who's um, supporting me uh, through, the, through the listener support or even just through um, leaving iTunes reviews or anything like that. I really do appreciate it. All of the support that you all give me is, is wonderful and it means a lot. And it, it kind of helps me do the show. I think I'm going to, between that and the ads, I'll be able to, to at least pay for my pre-order, which, you know, is not a whole lot of money, but that's really all I'm looking for is just to kind of cover my costs. So that's, that's great. And you can also, there's a link in the show notes if you want to, or at offcurve.com where you can find the show notes if you do want to support the show. Um, again, no, no pressure. If you can't or don't want to, no worries. I'm just happy to have you as a listener. Um, if you want to kick in some money on a monthly basis, that's, that's great too. And I, of course, appreciate that. Um, you can, uh, follow the show's account on Twitter at, at off curve. You can follow me on Twitter at wicked good. Twitch is twitch.offcurve.com. Discord is discord.offcurve.com. Um, come to, if you're at local, come to the Burlington mall on Sunday, one to three for pre-release. I'd love to see you come say hi. I don't bite. I promise. I mean, sometimes I get hungry, but you know, I'll, I'll control myself. Don't worry. Um, I, I am try to be very nice most of the time and um you know and and do leave a review on itunes if you if you get the opportunity but uh you know i will probably be back with one more episode before the the set launches i will probably do some full theory crafting and uh get that ready for you so that you at least have some lists i wouldn't say uh, nothing that you can craft but at least you know things that you can think about for uh, launch day and you also have the happy hearthstone to listen to so go subscribe to that so that you will have access to that andrew already has an, an interview with peter whalen and live breeder on uh, uh, i think that's her name um 
on his feed right now that you should go listen to. That was a huge get, and I'm really happy for him, and I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to follow that up, but I'll try. Um, But other than that, just, you know, kind of enjoy this last week, you know, and uh, get yourself up to whatever floor you want to be at before the set drops. Get your gold, get your quest done, and um, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.